Bobby. Brandon. Pocket Thoughts. S- episode five, four, four, three, two. That's how we usually start our shows is counting down. So episode four of Pocket Thoughts is underway. We're going. Bobby and I just got done recording 15 videos to post on our uh, social media feed. So look out for those. We're currently recording right now another video that we're going to break up and break down the podcast. Yes, we will. And we'll probably even throw the whole thing on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Hey, eh? hey, eh, we will. Hey, We're Canadian now. So Canadian, eh? We are here today after I said recording videos. We got pumped up about the new content we got pushing out. Not really new, but part of the lessons that we're kind of giving you more visuals for instead of you just reading it. But if you like reading, go ahead and read it. These videos are not going to do it full justice, but it is what it is. Take it as you please. Gosh, this is an exciting start. I bet people are amped up listening to this hey, portion of the show. I'm just saying what's on my mind. I like videos. I like watching videos more than I like reading things. Do you? Yeah. What Do they have to be high-quality videos for you to like them? I mean, high-quality is in what? Like oh, I don't know. I'm just like curious because I feel like there's so many entrepreneurs now that are... You know, just grabbing their camera and their phone and just like holding it up. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think that works as long as you, like me, I'm actually listening for what they're talking about. They, I don't care what they're doing. They could be walking down the street. They could be sitting at their house. They could be in a bathtub as long as I'm not seeing anything weird. Really? Yeah. I mean. What do you mean seeing anything weird? I don't know if they're in a bathtub. I don't want them putting around the video anywhere else showing bubbles and whatnot. But You know what's weird? And. I mean, you can be really honest here. I bet if some attractive woman was sitting in a bathtub shooting a video on business, she'd have your attention the entire time. Well, I mean, it's not what kind of videos I'm looking for when I'm looking for business videos. I, I, don't, I would not see that as professional. That's fair. You know, now that I think about it, that's very... <laughs> wrong for me to say because if a guy was in a bathtub i probably would not think that was very business-like either so don't film your entrepreneurial videos or business videos in a bathtub Hmm. i wouldn't take that serious now that i think about it gosh these are good tips we got here on pocket thoughts (laughs) yeah so bobby what's on your mind if you think you're so uh in tune with what we should be talking about right now on my mind right now yeah what do you how do you want to start the show off well number one it's 8 30 haven't had any food today. I'm starving to death. Not one thing. Uh, I had a bang. That okay. counts as food. You got to get sponsored soon. I can't. Why? I was thinking about this the other day. I think no matter what, no matter how many followers, any of that stuff, I don't think I'll ever take a sponsorship. Really? Yeah. Because for some reason, I just think about it and I think... Is that really truly my mission? Like, can I be true to my mission of just wanting to help people start companies and jump into the world of entrepreneurship if I have a random video every fifth video about how I love banks? But what if it had to do more with, let's say, Adobe reached out to you and said, hey, Bobby, you can get whatever off of our product. We'll send you our product for free. We'll also cut you a little check, but you can get your followers 30% off. Yeah, that's a good point. I think if it was more educational towards what I was actually doing, 
or what lined up with what we're doing with our business, I think I'd probably be in on that. But if someone came to me and they're like, Hey, can you promote this lotion for your face? I'd be like, I'll see you later. Yeah. Okay, guys. So you're probably all bored as hell right now because I'm having a good time. I mean, Brandon's having a great time. I just yawned. Um, You know what I think we should talk about? What? I bet you're interested, aren't you? I'm very interested. I think we should talk about that conversation we had with Lee this week about being scared of success. Okay. Because I don't know. It just really made me think a lot internally, and I almost want to get those thoughts out so we can listen to it someday and learn from it. Yeah. So I'll give you some context, everybody, to the conversation we had with Lee. He sat down, and he's talking about Lee Hutton, everyone. That's who he is. He's one of our business partners, our only other business partner right now. Um, he was talking about how he was coaching his 11-year-olds, basketball, basketball coach. And he said that they just got skunked in one of their games. And he asked them what – he asked his team what they did wrong. And he said a very deep-thinking 11-year-old said, Coach, we're scared of success. And we went on to talk about how some people are just scared of success, period, where they don't have the mindset – or it just freaks them out, so they just never become successful. It's a scary thought. And, you know, we talked about this tonight when we were making our videos. I talked about how I never thought that I was that guy because I always thought, like, I'm always jumping in, full-blown, right? Multiple companies, real estate investing, all this stuff at the age of 26. I feel pretty, pretty good about me not being scared of success. And then, my gosh, I sat there all night, and I could not sleep because all I was thinking about was, I am scared of success. Fudge and monkeys, <laughs> you know? And this is not me like, oh, I got a big head, and I'm going to, oh, let's razzle-dazzle, make everyone think I'm so cool. But in college, I was probably, I don't know, People would define me as some entrepreneurial prodigy. People would? Yeah, like I'm being dead serious. Because I was one of 100 people from around the world that was picked to be a part of this program in Silicon Valley because I was this unique entrepreneur. What happened to that guy? Like, that guy was someone that was not scared of success. Like, I was doing so much in college, pushing the envelope so much. Like, I was uncomfortable every day Mm -hmm. because I did not give a crap. Now, this guy, this 26-year-old, is a little more scared of that. Like, we were just talking about it, I don't know, 30 minutes ago. I loved building our website. Mm -hmm. It was just fun. Like, I knew exactly what I was going to do every day. I just had to hunker down, work really hard. Yeah, I might have had to put in 18 to 20 hours every day, but I knew what I was doing. I just had to sit there and type away, and that was really comfortable. And now that we're launching the site, and we essentially launched it yesterday. We have to get rid of the bugs and everything. But now we launched it. 
I'm back to the state of like, oh gosh, I just have to show up to events all the time. I have to network all the time. I actually have to make this thing successful right now. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that makes me uncomfortable. And I hate that so much. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think all of us are scared of some level of success. Yeah. And believe it or not, the thing that kind of rattled me on my Instagram yesterday, I don't know if you saw, I actually posted like, are you scared of success? Mm. I had like a hundred people vote on it. And the most successful people I know voted, yes, I'm scared of success. And the people that are doing very little, they all said, no, I'm not scared of success, which yeah. is weird to me. I, I kind of had a feeling that's how it would be because I think people think of success in different ways than how you do or some entrepreneurs might. Because I think the people that, even though successful people that you knew did say no, I think it's just you have to think about what kind of success it is and what would you say your kind of success that you're scared of, like that this company just blows up and gets off into a crazy start or what what scares you about that success? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm my form of success that I'm scared of is in-the-moment success. Like I, I don't know why. It just freaks me out i i'm so what would that look like okay so i'm so used to building for the future Mm -hmm. like the building that we're in right now like it feels really comfortable to sink money into something that i hope will build me like will give me money in the future Mm -hmm. when i sold my first company and i got that money in the bank like it bothered me so much that i immediately unloaded it into something for the future And like, I know that could just be like, oh, that's smart investing for the future. Mm. But you also have to take a moment to protect yourself because if I'm always investing in the future, like there's going to come a day where if I messed up all my investments, I worked on all this stuff for nothing. Mm -hmm. So like I need to protect myself now and accept success now. Like even earlier today, I don't know why I think it's tied to some type of success. Like I let you have some money because you forgot your, you lost your wallet or you left it at work just so you could pay for gas so you didn't die. And I felt uncomfortable when you gave me that money back. (laughs) Like I, I felt like I needed to give you money in return. Yeah. I don't know why that is. That is, yeah, that is very strange that I gave you your full amount back and you still felt that you needed to give me money back because some people just wouldn't pay it off. We would be like, oh yeah, you gave me that. Like, Thanks. I'll just let it slide. But I mean, you even brought it up yourself. You're like, oh, you find your wallet, and I was like, oh yeah, I did. And then I realized I'm like, oh, I still have your money. But I think for me, I think I am scared of success. I think it's what comes along with it, and the more responsibility that you get. Because let's say this thing does, this thing will get off the ground and get going it's going to require a lot more work on my end and everyone else's end. And if you don't keep up with that, you're just going to get left behind. And then all of a sudden people are going to be sitting there waiting for what's going to be coming next and you won't have anything to give them. Yeah. And so it's, I think a lot of people don't realize that is like, yeah, it's basically like they think of it as winning the lottery. It's how I think of it. How other people would, I guess, is you 
win the lottery, you get all the success and you're like, Oh cool. I'm done. I don't need to do anything. But when it comes to a business and you're successful, like I said before, you're going to have to keep it up and running. It's just as hard in the future when you have a huge company, except the risk is just with a lot bigger numbers. Yeah. Like I sat down with, uh, Greg Frankenfield and I still am always like rattled by the dealio. He's like, yeah, everyone looks at me and they're like, Oh, you're so lucky you made it. Cause you have a billion dollar company. Like good for you. And I just look at them like my problems are the same as yours, but at a larger scale with a lot more people at stake. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't understand. Like I sit there every day worried that we're going to go out of business. I sit there every day worried that I'm going to have to lay people off. He's like, it's, it's the worst. Mm -hmm. And like, like you were saying, think about it. If we fail right now, how many people are we letting down? None. You and me. Yeah. Outside of that. That's not that bad. Yeah. You think about, we grow this to a hundred thousand students and we have a bunch of cohorts that we're mentoring. Let's say all of our startups fail. So we ruined a bunch of people's dreams and we dropped the eight ball. So our course just goes under. So people paid money for memberships Mm -hmm. and that won't happen because well, work our ass off every day. Yeah. But that's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you just have to maintain, not necessarily maintain, but you have to keep going. As I like to say, because why stop when, you're successful because it's just, you can turn it into something way bigger than it already is. And you definitely, like you were saying, when you actually start getting into the nitty gritty of things, you can't drop the eight ball anymore. No. Cause no. people are, yeah, people are going to re- relying on you. Yeah. And waiting. I mean, cause you drop the eight ball now. All you have to do is make it up to me Yeah, and say, I'll do better next week. Yeah. Like but you it, drop the eight ball later. It's like, Hey everybody. Hey, tens of thousands of people. I dropped the eight ball and yes, you're all disappointed in me. And yes, you're sending me a lot of hate mail, but I'll do better. People don't give you a second chance. Yeah. They'll just be like, all right, this, they don't know what they're doing. I'm out. Yeah. I'll find something better. Hmm. Success is scary. It is. What else did you talk about with Lee? Mm. You guys had a little meeting while I was at work. Yeah. So, Our big thing is, you know, part of the success deal is it was comfortable to build the website and it's, it's going to be comfortable for a lot of entrepreneurs out there just to build their product because when you're building your product, you know it, you have control over it and you know what to do every day. Like we just built our product and now it's time for the uncertainty of who do we go to? How do we get clients? How do we get people signed up? Yep. Every day is a free for all. I mean, it is. Yeah. Like, we don't know how we're going to connect with people. Like, I mean, we have avenues, but we don't know which ones are going to work, yeah. which ones are going to be accepted, which ones are going to be rejected. So, yesterday we spent a lot of time just sitting down and talking through, like, what strategies are we going to run through? Like, who are we going to reach out to? So, we actually spent time sitting there because our main focus is Igniter. So all of you guys need to define exactly what you're, you're focused on. So like at Educating Entrepreneurs, we have Igniter and we have Start You. 
So Igniter is our accelerator. Start You is our entrepreneurship course. Yep. If we focus on both, we're screwed because we're going to be so split on what we're trying to do, nothing will come to fruition. Like it just won't because mm-hmm. we're going to be stretched too thin. So, and all of you guys, you're kind of just sitting in on one of our meetings right now because yep. Brandon hasn't been updated on this. Um, we decided we have two options. Number one, like we talked about, we can either focus on start you or we can focus on the accelerator igniter. So is it going to be the focus on start you and that will funnel into igniter or is it we focus on igniter and I'll funnel into start you. So this is going to give you guys some inside uh, perspective to our company. And I don't know if we're giving away secrets, but just is what it is. Mm-hmm. So we thought about it and we're like, all right, it's going to be hard to sell the course at the beginning because this is like a, this is a hefty course. Like it's a lot of info and people might be hesitant that we're giving away that much information for that price. Yep. So we thought about it and we're like, you know what? I think we're going to try to get, we're going to try to get as many people as possible signed up for Igniter. That's a goal. If you look at Y Combinator, they get like 10 to 20,000 submissions every year. That's a lot of people. And, you know, if we even get a thousand submissions every year, we're going to have to turn away 980 of those submissions because we're only going to take like 20 companies. Mm -hmm. And we're focused on doing anything possible to help startups, right? So it seems absurd to us to turn away 980 companies and say, Bye-bye. Good luck. Yep. Like, that's not hitting our mission at all. No. Like, there's... And we thought about it, and we're like, there's reasons we're turning away these companies. Mm-hmm. It's because they're not going to be hitting certain skill sets, certain strategies that we believe are necessary to run a successful startup. So, in that case, we're going to try to have as many people as possible really sign up for Igniter. We're going to vet them. And if they don't hit a certain standard... We're going to give them access to the Start You course. And we're going to say, here's the deal, guys. You don't quite hit our criteria right now, but here's what you're missing. We're not going to just do the stereotypical accelerator way where if you don't get in, you get an email that says, sorry, guys, you didn't get in. Mm-hmm. I've seen the emails that they send out. That's that's just worthless. Yep. You worked so hard to get into something, and then they give you no feedback. Yeah. Great. That sucks. Yeah. So we're going to actually take time to look through every single submission and we're going to pinpoint. I know it's going to take a long time, but we sacrifice a lot for the startups. We're going to pinpoint the three things that are really lacking. And then we're going to encourage them to check out the course, pay for the course, and actually identify those things within the course and perfect them, fix them, make them better. And we're going to encourage them once they actually go through the course, learn some of these concepts we're going to encourage them to reapply. Yep. Reapply with better concept, better strategy, better product. So it's going to be like a cycle, right? And the cycle is valuable because there's going to be a bunch of different levels of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this podcast, you're consuming our social media content, you're essentially at the lowest level of entrepreneur. I mean, it's not a bad thing. But you're someone that doesn't really want to jump in all the way. You can't really jump in all the way. You just like consuming the information and someday you might jump. 
our second tier is essentially our start you program. Like if you're going through start you, you're in that middle class of entrepreneur. Like you're thinking about jumping in, but you don't have the skills to do it. So we're teaching you those skills. Mm -hmm. Then you get to igniter. Igniter is our third highest class. Like you have the skills, you have some background and we're actually willing to mentor you for a couple of years or until you hit a million dollars in revenue, which would be amazing, which will be awesome for them. Yeah. And then our fourth highest level is essentially, here's the deal. You, you've gone through the whole consuming entrepreneurship content. You know how to do it. You've been mentored for years and you actually have a real company. Once you get to the highest level, we're going to encourage you to go raise a series A if you need it. Or you're going to be a company that's so self-sufficient that you don't need any money at all and you're just sustaining yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's our highest class. Yep. So everybody's going to just roll through this process and it's going to be exciting yeah. because we're going to try to hit every level for people. And these different levels, the price is different, correct? Oh, I mean, kind of. I'm just saying like the price is so nice, the nice price from what we're giving away. Like it's going to be beneficial either way. And I think that's the nice part is, yes, we are making you pay if you don't get into our program right away. But we're also saying, here's 30 or pay us $30, whatever it may be. And you get access to all of this stuff still. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that you're hitting on the start of that is that, yeah, we're pushing you or not pushing you away. We're just saying, come back later. We're never, that's the thing. We're never pushing them away. Yeah. We're just saying here is a lot of useful information. Use this as you will. Some people might say, screw you guys and kind of just leave it out there. But that's walking away from a big opportunity in my mind. And that's the thing. If you, we're designing everything for people to stay in the family. Yep. Right. Like that's our entire goal. It, it doesn't matter if you buy something from us or not. Mm -hmm. Like, what we're providing is a family of entrepreneurs yep. and we're going to work on, I mean, ideally we want to create a culture like surrounding startups where people can go to Hopkins, Minnesota or Excelsior, Minnesota, and they know they're going to get the best resources, the best mentoring, the best network to launch a business in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Like that's the dream. Yeah. Like let's get so big and have so many mentors on our team that someday we're expanding all of our buildings and we're sitting here with a little baby hub of startups. Yep. And that's what Silicon Valley is. Yeah. And that's how they started. We'll be the Silicon Valley of the Midwest. We should be. That's That'd be goal. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what we talked about. And I think for, I don't know. I don't know if you think this would be valuable to go into, but we were talking about roles because, you know, we were trying to figure out where does Lee, where, where does Lee provide value? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we actually spent a long time yesterday just sitting there going, okay, we want people in Igniter. So let's start reaching out to clubs. Let's start reaching out to all these things. And Lee sat there and he's like, all right, I'll reach out to the U. That was good in the moment, but then we started to think about it and we're like, if this guy's on TMZ all the time, if he's got celebrity clients, if he knows everyone in the freaking world, why is he reaching out to the use entrepreneurship club? It's just stupid. Yeah. We should be 
taking advantage of each of our skills. Mm-hmm. So like, like you heard us talk about on the phone there, I was just like, you got to work on legal because mm-hmm. he is a lawyer and you got to make sure we have the best contracts out there to help startups because yep. we want them to be, I mean, it's got to be beneficial to us, mm-hmm. but it's got to be really beneficial to them. Oh yeah. We got to give them contracts that are super startup friendly. And the second thing is like, he's Mr. Celebrity in quotes. So yep. get us in the freaking papers, <laughs> get us in magazines, like yep. give us some credibility and I'll sit there on the back end and get us in all of these clubs and get us all these partners because well, I can do that. Yeah. And the school is like, yeah, he can do that too, but that takes him five minutes. He knows these people so well that it's like, he'll feel like, okay, I did that. Now I'm done. I just hang out for a week. schools take them longer. That's the thing. Well, I'm just saying for him to reach out, like once he is done with that and we don't use him, not use him, but use his skills, like you said, to get in the paper, to do anything else, that stuff is going to, I feel like be a lot more beneficial and same with the schools. But after, if we just tell him, Hey, go reach out to the U, then he'll be like, okay, I'm done. Like what next? Yeah. And, and that's I, the thing. Like he might not even get a response for a while. Yeah. Like he could take him and I will take the same amount of time to get in contact with the U. Yep. Like we'll take the same amount of time to get in contact with entrepreneurship clubs. Mm-hmm. Cause I have the same entrepreneurial, I don't know, clout <laughs> as he has, Yep. but it would take me a long time to get into the paper. It'd take me a while for, for me to get us into magazines, but he can just email someone. Yep. So we might as well just let him email someone and take advantage of that. And I think that kind of hits on what we've talked about before is being self-aware to the point where you know what you're good at. And clearly you know, and I know, if I tried to reach out to someone in the paper, they would just say, what what do you want? Like, (laughs) I don't even know who you are. And then if you get someone, not necessarily saying that you need someone in your group that can do that, but just having that person and using them for their skills yeah, and being self-aware enough to be like, yeah, I, I'm not even going to try that because that's just wasting my time and my whole team's time. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so hungry. <laughs> I have no idea. Should have, I just had some Skittles. You should have had some of those Skittles. Yeah. You had both of those bags of Skittles yep, and a candy bar. Anyways, we are getting off topic. Bobby, if you, I mean, we're talking about food right now. If you read the course, actually, when you read the course, we've referenced it before. There's a lot of food talk in there. So clearly, Bobby's always hungry all the time. So he needs to get that figured out. I probably have like diabetes or something. And I think, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I think that kind of, I, I kind of want to talk about what is your mindset and agenda for your day where you are so focused on work that you do you forget about food or you just say it's not worth my time right now to go eat something or make something or how does that work for you I guess because I'm sure there are a lot of people that they're so focused on their work and from what I've gathered from drinking coffee for a month is I I could have coffee for breakfast and I do not feel hungry Hmm. interesting and just because it's a whatever I don't even know the term for it. Appetite suppressant or whatever. No, that's I don't what, know that's what, what it someone is. told me. But anyways, 
So what do like is I don't know how that even works for you. Like if I don't eat anything, like I get so pissed off and moody that like I probably should just go home and eat something or make sure I eat something or else people are going to hate me. Yeah, so I try to stack my days. So like next week let's See, my wife and I sat down this morning before I left and planned out my week. I'm meeting with 25 different entrepreneurs to start getting the word out. I am attending or a part of 14 events. I am judging a business competition. I have to meet with five people that signed up to be mentored on my calendar. I'm meeting with St. Thomas Entrepreneurship Club, the Use Entrepreneurship Club, and have a lot more on the schedule beyond that. Yeah, it's a busy schedule. So, like next week, there will just not be a good time to eat. (laughs) You know? That sounds so bad. But there just won't be. Yeah. And like, today, I had time to eat. But, you know, I was going to grab something to eat because I have stuff in the fridge here. Mm -hmm. And I was going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll grab something to eat. But then Lee showed up for a little bit. So I was like, I'm not going to eat while I'm talking to Lee. I got to focus what we're talking about. And then you showed up and I'm like, well, he's not eating. So I'm not going to waste my time eating. So I got to stay focused and keep this going. So by the end of the day, it just becomes, oh, I didn't have a good time to eat. See, I think that's just an excuse because I think you people probably would not care if you were eating. Oh, not if at they, all. If they knew that you hadn't eaten all day, I mean, does that do you like feel like that affects you at all? Or are you so past that? Mm, I mean, I think it makes me fatter because that night I probably put down like seven pounds of food and then go to sleep. <laughs> but I don't know. I think during the day I just I'm so amped to be doing what we're doing. It doesn't really affect me. Interesting. And I think like, I hope, I hope there's this motivational video and actually Brandon, you just talk for a couple minutes about something. Cause I want to find it and read out the, the URL yeah. to people. No, I mean like I am the opposite of you. Like I need to eat. And I do not understand how you do that because I like, I need to, like, I cannot (laughs) not have a meal. Like right now I'm starving and I'm super excited to go home and eat because I think that helps me get my focus back. But do you find the video? Yeah. Well, you can finish your thought still. Well, I mean, yeah, like it's just, I think for me, especially during the day and working, like I need something to eat because that helps me focus a lot. And obviously I probably wouldn't be as tired as I am right now if I actually ate because food provides you energy. Yeah. So for me, I need, I need to eat. I think if you guys, this is my opinion. If you're not eating during the day, I think you start, you got to start Bobby. Cause okay. So here's, here's the thing that's crazy. Um, and I'm nothing like any of these people, but all of you guys look up Eric Thomas, Eric, E-R-I-C, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S. Look up Eric Thomas, motivational speech. 
how bad do you? Mm. It's a 15-minute motivational speech. It's my favorite motivational speech out there. And he talks about, he talks about a guy that wants to be successful in business. And this guru takes him out to a beach and says, go out into the ocean. And this guy, you know, he's the guy that's looking to become successful. He's got a suit on, everything like that. And he's like, I don't want to go in the ocean. And the guru's like, how bad do you want success? He's like, I want it bad. So he's like, all right, let's go. Let's go out in the ocean. So they walk out in the ocean together. And the guru says, put your head underwater. My guy, the guy that's looking to become successful, puts his head under the water. And the guru just holds his head down. Just holds it underwater for a long, long time. And this guy in his suit is thinking, he's going to drown me. This guy's crazy. And finally, the guru lifts him out of the water. And he's just, my guy in the suit's just struggling to breathe, right? Mm-hmm. He's taking big, big gasps of air. And the guru goes, what did you want more than anything there? And the guy in the suit goes, I just wanted oxygen. Like, I needed it. And the guru said, you need to want success so bad. Like, you need to want it as bad as you wanted oxygen in that moment. And in this motivational speech, Eric brings up, like, you know, Beyonce would sit there in her studio, and she would stay there for three days at a time without eating or sleeping because she got so into what she was doing. And there are people out there that just get so amped and focused on succeeding and building something great that they just forget about everything around them. Mm-hmm. They don't take care of themselves. And I think you do need to take care of yourself. But there's this special electricity where you want to succeed or build something more than you want to sleep, more than you want to eat, more than you want to hang out with friends. Like you just want to do this because this is the thing you want most. And... I think just in those moments, like that's special. Yeah. Like that's really special. And I think that's what happens sometimes during the week for me, where it's just, I want this stuff so much for other people and myself that I can always put off the food. I can put off a good night of sleep because I just want this way more than those things. Way more. Yeah. And I, I think I've had those days where, and it kind of goes off and on for me. Like, when we're sitting here on a Friday night or something, like I could be out doing whatever, hanging out with friends. Obviously you are my friend, but I'm saying thank you going out and socializing with more people. But there's just something that like clicks with when I get in the zone with whatever I'm doing that I'm like, I could stay here all night and do this. Now sleep obviously is, a thing that I value a lot. So I will go home and go to bed, but there are some days where I'm like, okay, I want to just keep working on this. And I think that it also depends on when I started doing this stuff, because if I started this, like, let's say we're done with this podcast and we finish this at 9am in the morning, Mm -hmm. I would feel for the rest of the day, like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like we talked about all this stuff. Like I could go till nine o'clock at night straight, probably not even eat like you. And I think it's just different because when you're doing a startup, your schedule is not the typical nine to five. 
Bobby and I just played footsie a little bit, and Bobby gave me a weird look. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But it's compared to my job where I'm sitting at my desk, you have a time where you see people go off and get lunch, and you're like, oh, it's time to eat. You have that thing that clicks in your head. But how I see it for Bobby is he is in this shared co-working space, the Commons in Hopkins, Minnesota. If you live in Minnesota, come check it out. Oh, thank you for the plug. It's a, it's a free plug, free advertisement there. Um, he's with all these people that have the same mindset as him where they're working away. They're in this workspace where you see everyone and not saying that people in offices don't work hard, but workspace is a different story. And you see it as, all right, I'm working hard. I have really no distractions and I don't need to eat right now. I'm so focused on my task at hand that I'm just going to keep on going with it. And for me, like, obviously, like I said before, I see people getting up to eat. I'm like, oh, I got to eat. It's really easy to follow the crowd. Yeah. Like even, I mean, if I, if we were sitting there, like right now, if you had a nice, beautiful bowl of Chipotle, oh oh gosh, (laughs) I would definitely crack and just go eat, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think it I think it is kind of how you surround yourself though because yeah if I saw someone eating I'd probably want to go eat too but if I'm sitting in a room by myself just cracking away not even looking at the time I wouldn't even think about eating unless I really really was very hungry but yeah is it hot in here I think it got a little hotter you keep talking I'm going to turn down the thermostat all right so Bobby's got this I'm going to just keep plugging the comments here. Um, part of this area here is kind of Bobby built a garage door and we were filming some videos today and in the garage door, we had it shut for most of our videos. We opened the garage door and it was felt like a little sauna. So that is my take on how this building set up. That's a great plug. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I could I need to cut that probably. Oh no. Guys, you just you just heard a little plug, not not for this co-working space, but a plug for Brandon's brain. Yep. I encourage everyone to do what Bobby just did to me right now and sit there and talk with your friends or just in a meeting if you are a manager or someone who is running a meeting. And just stop talking and say, Brandon, or whoever is sitting in the room with you, just say, just talk while I go walk around the room and maybe shut the blinds or something and just see what someone says. Can we uh, take a baby left turn? Yeah. So... I don't want to say why you had to answer this question because I don't know if you want people to know why you answered this question, but you got a question last week. Yes. What was this question? So first and of all, how did it make you feel? First of all, I was asked two questions. The first question was how I would prepare tea. And just, just so all of you guys know, we can't give you the actual information on why this occurred, but Let's just say it was a test of Brandon's brain power. 
Yes. See what he knew. And I will give you I will give you my breakdown of both of these answers because both of these do not require a right answer. It is just a matter of how you think about these answers. And I would encourage you to try to answer this yourself. So, first question I was asked was how would I prepare a cup of tea for someone? Oh, really quick, let me interrupt you one more time. Yes. For all of you guys in business, this is a this is a question that you might just be asked on the spot at your job. Yep. This might be a question you want to ask when you're starting your own company for your early employees. Mm-hmm. Just know that you're going to get this question in the workforce yeah. at some point. And so just, yeah, listen in and be aware that this stuff exists. Yeah, because this, like, they can ask you the basic Oh, tell me about a time when you did this. Tell me about how you needed that. But to really get in someone's brain and see how they think about stuff, ask them something weird. So one question is how I would prepare tea for someone. And I, like, this was after being asked all of the simple questions like, oh, break down this, break down that. So I was feeling good. I'm like, all right. And so the guy goes, all right, I'm going to ask you my favorite question. I go, Cool. He goes, how would you prepare a cup of tea for me? And I looked at him and I go, okay, a cup of tea. Um, I was like, well, I'm not much of a tea drinker myself, but I would start by saying, what kind of tea is it? And immediately shut down. Just a simple black cup of tea, black tea, whatever it is. I go, okay, simple tea, that's all right. So I said I would... Start by heating up the water, and keep in mind, I have no idea. I've never made tea in my life. I would heat up the water, get all of the tea ingredients to make a simple black cup of tea, and then I would hand the person that tea and make sure that they were all right with the tea. And if they weren't all right with it, I would figure out what I did wrong. I would take it back, and I would make it better, and I would make it better until they I guess liked it and that's kind of all I left it at and this gentleman kind of just looked at me and said all right what do you do with that like what I'm sitting there and I'm like what did I just answer did I even answer that right but as I said before there's no right answer it's just how I went through the process so next question someone else asked me how would you determine how many cups of coffee are consumed in an average day in this area? Now, this is a case question, and how I prepared for this was that there was going to be a general business kind of case that I would have to answer and go through the process of that. But no, this was another very random question. So I get this question, and I blank for probably a minute. And I'm like, this person probably thinks I'm the biggest idiot ever. I was clearly looked like I was asked the hardest question of my life. And so I started to break it down a little myself. Um, I got how I thought about it is I got way too in depth with the question. I said, I would first of all, see how many people were in the building by checking with the security because you have to go through a gate to get into this building. And as a gate goes by, it checks, basically checks you in, you scan your card. in. so She's like, no, 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 that like, let's think about it more general. 
And so then we broke it down by how many floors there were in the building. Um, this is all also by being observant of your surroundings because I was asked how many floors there were in the current building that I was in. And she said, did you look at how many floors were on the elevator when you were going up? And I said, no. But I took a guess as to where I was outside of the building by looking at or where I was sitting in the building by looking outside because the building across was a little bit higher. So I said 10 and it was actually 15, but it's also not my fault on that one because the building goes up to eight floors and then you have to go over another floor to go up higher. So anyways, thinking through that and then determining how many people were on each floor uh, with the amount of people on each floor, how many people consumed coffee and then thinking about the supply and demand because in this building there were three different coffee shops. So <clears throat> the amount of coffee shops were scattered because of the flow of people that were coming from each area. So clearly a high demand. So I would have to come up with a very high number. And in the moment, my math was not good at all. I was trying to think too quick and came up with a number I said about 3,600 and once again kind of greeted with a all right sounds good and so then it was my turn to ask questions um, and I said how would you have answered that question they said you answered it fine uh, it's just more about thinking your process through that so I don't know um, still kind of waiting on the results from that because there is some kind of result that comes with it for how you did think about it um, but once again, not necessarily a right answer for that. So I asked Bobby the same question. He did not want to give away his secrets, but I think that for the sake of it, for me having to struggle through that for my first time, <clears throat> I think Bobby should answer it for you guys. I don't think I can do that. Why? I think... um. Like they said, there is no right and wrong answer, and that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think the lesson that people should take away from it, I'm, I'm not going to give an answer. <laughs> it, it all comes down to critical thinking, yep. and, like, there are ways to critical think, and there are methods to critical think, and there are ways to enhance that through I think like a big thing is like you were saying did you observe how many floors there were mm -hmm. did you observe these simplistic things that our brains don't turn on to every day because it's just it's what happens every day yep and you know a lot of us miss a lot of stuff because this all comes down to like the rule of like brain plasticity where like your brain doesn't constantly grow because it's just accustomed to the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like you and I can talk about this. My brain's kind of turned off. Yeah. And I need something to pop up randomly to turn it on. Like if you were in the elevator and someone randomly was like, Oh my gosh, there's 20 floors. <laughs> like you would easily remember oh, that yeah. because who says that in an oh, elevator? Yep. And one of the strategies of critical thinking is forcing yourself to do little random things to turn your brain on so you constantly have this thought process mm -hmm. and you file it away so you can think differently. Yeah. And like 
your question about like how many cups of coffee, right? Like it's proving your process. Like Mm -hmm. the process comes down to how you analyze, but more importantly, how do you ask your questions? Like how deep are those questions? Like they know you're not going to get the number right. Yeah. That's an obvious thing. Yeah. But are you just asking simplistic, like how many people are here or are you doing deeper analysis? Yep. Like, like you brought up, it was probably good to ask like coffee shops, floors, doing simplistic math. Mm -hmm. But then you have to go into like averages of how many people don't show up to work every day. Yep. Like what percentages of people work remotely? What are sick days? What are PTO? And what is your paid time off? Like there are so many factors involved that like they don't want to necessarily just know a random average. Yep. Like they almost a lot of people and a lot of these executives or people looking for good hires, like I'm going to want to hear, well, what are the percentages of male and females that drink coffee? What is the consumption per person? Mm-hmm. Like, and then going into like, is that stuff that they're consuming on campus or off campus? What are the brands? What is the difference between people that are trying to save money at home and people that are trying to like, just go and get something. Yep. And that comes down to salaries. So what are salaries? Yeah. Like, it's just really interesting to think of like every person is different. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like someone at company X is going to look for a very different answer than someone at company Y. Oh yeah. If you're a tech company and you're asking this question, you better design questions around how you can build a program to do the math mm-hmm. on the answer. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like you just have to fit, you have to just create an answer that matches your audience. Every interview, this is going to sound really bad, really bad. But every interview is a, just a just a handful of smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It just like... You can... Like an answer like that, or a question like that, that's for sure smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Because they can identify a lot about who you are. Yeah. And how your reaction is. Like, not to put you on the spot, like, there's no way she didn't see that you were uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know? Like, I even said, I mean, like, I kind of made it clear at the end. I was like, that was a little bit of a struggle, but we got through it. And I don't know if that was kind of a bad way to put it, but I was very, like, open that I was like, wow that that got me yeah and i mean it is what it is and but that's dependent on the job too yeah like if you're a psychologist and you sit down you're like wow that was really tough and then you open up about how it was tough yeah like that's good yeah like if it's a role of ceo and i'm sitting there i'm like hook board of directors that was difficult (laughs) that made me uncomfortable yeah it'd be like See You're you not going to be the head of our company. Nope. Like all we're looking for in this case is your competence. Yep. So it's interesting. 
Like, yeah. But I, I like that you shared that because even though it might have been a little long-winded for people, and it's good that you went in-depth <laughs> because, like, that's just what people are going to find. Yeah. And that's what people should practice. Yeah, no, you need to practice for those uncomfortable situations because, I mean, we might throw something at you like that when we're looking for people in Igniter because you don't want someone that's going to come in and give you the, oh, our company is good because of this, it's this. It's like we'll throw a random situation at you, and if you're not ready, I mean, we're going to see that, and that's just how life is. Like Life is full of randoms, Yeah, and you're trying to do the best you can in an interview that lasts 10 minutes or two hours to figure out how they handle the randoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her, I, I've never been in an interview <laughs> like ever. Yeah. Right. Cause I've only, I've always started companies. So like, I mean, I've been the one interviewing someone, I guess, but I've never been the one being interviewed. Yeah. I just want to do it. It's, I want to do one so bad. I actually just did one today within our company. And it's, it's, it was a weird dynamic because I've known the people I've interviewed with for three years. And it's, I mean, even that it's just, I shouldn't have been nervous, but like, there's a part of me that it's like, all right, like these guys clearly know who I am. They see me in and out of work and it's, how do I still portray that and not come off as like, oh, I already know I have this in the bag or I know you guys like that's not how you should go in with it. And that's not how I did either. But that's just like, I'm not going to come in with an interview with Bobby and be like, Oh yeah, Bobby knows who I am. It's cool. Like everything's going to be fine. I'm just going to kind of half ass these answers when like, even if it is someone, you know, or let's say you do know Bobby and I like come prepared, be professional and I don't know, be ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Hungry. Do I dare say this? I'm bored. <laughs> and I'm hungry. And we have a lot more to do tonight. So let's wrap this thing up. All right. So Bobby's bored and hungry. I'm I'm having a good time. Guys, and I just want you to know, that doesn't mean we're not giving our best effort. But if I'm going to be really honest with you when we do this stuff, like we have so much on our plate right now that... My mind is so occupied with other crap. Food. I mean, no, I'm not even occupied with food. It's just yeah. like, I, I need to send out those emails before I go. I need to make sure we have more people lined up to meet with. Like, how in the hell do we get more clients? Yep. Like, it just becomes, oh my gosh, let's be honest with people. Yeah. I have no. sweaty butt right now because it's <laughs> hot in here. Yeah. I've cooled off. But yeah, so we are... Uh, we're going to go do our thing right now and that's just how it's going to be. We're, we're leaving you guys right now and we're going to come back with uh, more info next week because the stuff that we're leaving for right now is going to give us more to talk about next week. I hope so. And yeah, just thank you for following along in this journey with us. Uh, go check out our social pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I almost said MySpace. Let's bring that back. I think it still is a thing, but I think it's just for music. Never used it before. Yeah, I was a big MySpace guy. Anyways, gosh dang. <laughs> Educating entrepreneurs, start under start you underscore ee, igniter underscore ee. Find everything there. Uh, podcast is going to be posted right now. It's on Spotify and all that other fun stuff. Ooh. Oh. Oh. 
Ooh. Bobby's got something. Oh. Do you have some plug for people? Remember, we made a video like an hour ago where you gave people the opportunity to do what with the podcast? Oh, yeah. I mean, once we put this out, you got to, I mean, where there's going to be a video. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about the video. All right. Yeah. So there's going to be that a, out. There's going to be a video that we're going to be posting. Uh, you are going to like and comment on this video. And that is going to give you and your company an opportunity to be on our podcast and talk about your company. Kind of put it out there. It's us helping you and you helping us because you're putting out to your network. We're putting out to our network. And let's just get it going. It's exciting. I would love if I... I mean, we get to talk about our company all the time. But, I mean, you got your own company. You should be excited to talk about it. Yeah, should so be check that out. Get on the airwaves. Yeah, social media. Yep, social media. Check it all out. It's gonna be out there, and uh, we're out. Peace. We're gonna get Bobby some food. Bye. Bye.